And this is a Blinky Nicky Gutsy. shit we do like a podcast about well it's in the name in this episode we'll be discussing the fast and furious franchise and getting into all the shit we love and love to hate the fast franchise which started with the fast and the furious in 2001 spans 10 films including the 2019 spinoff hobbs and shaw the series stars vin diesel as dominic toretto and the late paul walker as brian o'connor other members of the Fast family include Jordana Brewster as Mia, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty, Tyrese Gibson as Rome, Ludacris as Tedge, Sun Kang as High Motherfucking Solo, and hella other folks, including Miss Wonder Woman herself, Gal Gadot as Giselle. The audience scores for the films in release order are 1. Fast and the Furious, 74%, 2. Too Fast, Too Furious at 50%, 3. Tokyo Drift at 69%, Nice. Four, Fast and Furious at 67%, and five, Fast Five at 83%. And for the second half, Fast and Furious 6, 84%, Furious 7, 82%, The Fate of the Furious, which should have just been called Fate, F8, whatever, 72%, Hobbs and Shaw, 88%, okay, and F9, the most recent entry, is 82%. Okay, now you see how um once the franchise Viagra, Dwayne Johnson, got up in there, the scores started to go up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because I believe... Okay, so these are the audience scores. The critic scores are on the whole much lower. So I do want to fact like let y'all know that the critics are not as nice as the audience is for all of these. And so I chose the audience scores specifically because I wanted to come at it from like just a person sitting in the movie theater wanting to watch a movie and have fun not a person whose job it is to figure out if this movie is good or if it works because Fast and Furious which is four which is without the the which is when they call themselves doing like the refresh the reboot the comeback is I believe one of the lowest if not the lowest so if it's the second lowest after after Too Fast Too Furious which I find hilarious because i feel like there's hateration and holleration in the dancery quite frankly eject osito because needs a moment it needs a moment (laughs) no because here's the thing tyrese is a very annoying human being but he is a great part of this franchise (laughs) (laughs) he like made made so many funny moments in like the whole series since he's been in there but also like eject osito because like hello like that couldn't have been in the script. I should have Googled it. That could not have been in the script. But <laughs> it was a whole moment. <laughs> it was like, um, yeah. So we're going to get into like, those are the scores. Now we're going to kind of talk through that a little bit. And so like, obviously we're going to start at one. We're going to work our way all the way through these. We're going to like try to keep it like concise and keep it clean. I don't know why I said clean. Cause that is very much not what it is, but you know what I mean? Like keep it, we're going to try to keep it focused. So I want to know for like what your thoughts are about the first, the original, the Fast and Furious. I mean, it's the setup. I mean, it has a special place in my heart because, you know, it's the first one and like just the, it's iconic. It's iconic, even though it 
aged horribly. I just watched it again recently. <laughs> it's so bad. But it brings you back to that time for sure. The outfits alone. My God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like all that midriff. Yeah. And so, so much it's so it's so funny because like yeah, like they pull up and they're feeling like, <laughs> like, like VCR combos. Like, right like, it starts DVD with them <laughs> like, they're trying to steal a truck full of vcr uh tv combos and it's like fam <laughs> like i'm literally crying right now because i'm just like they really like i can't even because here's the thing in my mind this says like this was like 2001 and i still yeah. feel like that might have been late no but VCR that's of the time though because i you know we graduated probably like a couple years after that, right? So I remember I still had like tapes until I graduated high school, which was well after this movie, for sure. That's true. Like they were still out, but I felt like like for, the like, fact that they were the, stealing them, right? Movie. Like you were yeah. like like y'all should aim for like what's coming next. Like y'all should be looking for them like them DVDs, DVD them players, DVD players. <laughs> you know a plasma I mean? screen, like, something. <laughs> so it was just funny. Just from that perspective, I'm like, they definitely like it was at that day automatically just because of the fact that that was like the very kind of the end of that technology of that being like the thing, and then also obviously the fashion and just it just being so so very early 2000s in fashion, yeah. And not to mention, uh, Mr. Firefest himself was in it, (laughs) Ja Rule, like I love that they have like that one random like celebrity in yes. everyone and i love that i love that for so <laughs> jumping ahead a little bit but like i love that like ted is like supposed to be like that cameo right like just that like oh this is ludicrous like mm-hmm. and then that was but it, like everybody's like oh we like like that's a we like this guy it's a cool guy <laughs> like, yeah. let's learn more about Ted. like i don't know i just <laughs> love that that ended up being like a, like he ended up being a recurring character yeah yeah the first one is my favorite thing about the first one my favorite thing is that like vince is a hater right he's yes, hating vince from is a hater club, but he is not wrong he's actually right he, like he the is smartest correct. man in the whole game <laughs> and like and i'm sitting here like <laughs> It's so funny because it's like white on white crime. Like the like he peaked because he <laughs> is also a man of the Caucasus. He knew yeah. what his fellow white man would be doing. <laughs> so I love that. Like I lo- I just love for some reason that it was like of all the people in this in this gang in this crew to be. I suspicious. mean, I always say justice for Vince, honestly, because the whole time man is like. This is a fed. Like y'all don't see this fed. <laughs> y'all don't right. see this fed. The whole time he he never and they're dismissing like, this man. Like Dom right. and him have been friends since the third grade, and he's like, bro, this is a fed, and he just does not care. He does not. He's like, I yeah, like no, nah, he's cool. He can drive fast. Like okay, <laughs> that's not enough. Like that is not enough. And I feel like this is the first movie we could. This, I'm gonna just go ahead and say, I don't know what kind of drug. The casting director was on when they said, you know what? Vin Diesel and Jordana Brewster are siblings. <laughs> this is the start of them making very questionable casting choices in terms of people that are supposed to be related. Because I, A, do not know ethnically what 
Vin Diesel is supposed to be doing. I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, I, I, he's I mean, we don't know. We they didn't tell us what <laughs> the Toretto's were because we're like Toretto. Okay, like are they Italian? But they live in East LA, and then you know later on they kind of right. retcon that. <laughs> but so it's like yeah, because it's like. Toretto in my head immediately I was like Italian which made sense for Jordana Brewster I'm like she's giving that like dark white I see it Vin Diesel <laughs> is definitely giving Afro Latino so that was confusing <laughs> but I'm like Italy is also giving Latino so yes. I was leaning more toward like maybe it was like uh, <laughs> like a Latino <laughs> mom They're... and like <laughs> yeah Italian that's what dad. I thought too for so long I thought they were half white and half Latino but right you know and then I'm like okay whatever we don't need to know this is not important and it's not it actually doesn't end up being important until it does yeah exactly <laughs> and when we get there I'm definitely gonna go off so yeah the first one I think was I think it was really the thing about it was that I think for me too because I'm from Los Angeles it just felt so LA in a way that I was like, I mean, I like, look, I was a teenager. I was not out here. I didn't know people who drag race, but it still felt like LA. It felt like a real like representation of the city, at least from that very specific point of view. And I, it, so I loved it from that. Cause I think for me, like all the LA stuff, it's always like, it's either Hollywood LA. So it's like the white people, the glam, the rich people, or if South Central LA, but that's like the gangs and like the, like, black neighborhoods and like the violence and all that. And it's like, th- and these are both actually representative of the city to an extent, but it's not the only LA. So I did like, it was a new kind of fresh look at Los Angeles from like, cause like, East LA is, you know, it's like, we have a huge, I mean, again, we don't know if these characters are meant to be Latino, but we have a huge like Mexican, Latin population. So like seeing that and then not just being like, a homes, you know, like they did have that. Don't get me wrong, they had that. They had a little bit of that, but it wasn't like the main thing. That was what was like really. I think that's what initially I was really invested in. I was just like, oh, this is cool. Like I love this, and it also made me like my like. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be out here. Like when I find these folks, these gonna be my people because I love drive. I can drive, but yeah, that I think was my main thing too. I just really liked that it was very LA centric and very like a like a different. Uh, POV of the city from like what we had been seeing on TV and in film to that mm-hmm. point. That leads me to part two, which is you know too fast, too furious. I'm too fast for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I love so I love that like they from like I want is it Bakersfield? So they're like outside, just outside of LA, and it's kind of like the like conservative part and like the white parts of LA or just outside of LA and like I just kind of love that they were like <laughs> it's like I don't know it's from as a person from LA you somebody like oh I'm from Bakersfield you're like oh you from Bakersfield so like it's I don't know if that was captured for other people or if other people knew what that meant like for them to be from I mean, Bakersfield I, I have some sort of idea because you know I'm also from California so <laughs> it's like Bakersfield oof yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I didn't know if that was the thing that translated to like if you were not in California, like they understood, like oh you from Bakersfield, damn hate that for you, like <laughs> and no offense to people from Bakersfield, but but you know what it is and right? you know what it will be. Like I can't do nothing about it. So like what did, what did you think about? Because right now the audience score is fifty percent. I think I think that the score is so low because you know that was when. Vin was like, baby, you got to pay me more. 
And they were like, we absolutely do not have to do that. And <laughs> so he wasn't in it. And right. I think the audience really missed him from that sense. But um, I think, and that's another reason why I don't think people gave the second one um, as much of a chance, even though it actually is pretty good. I would say it's definitely higher than 50%. Yeah, I, it's definitely like Ben was such a driver of the first one. And I don't think they realized that. Like, I think because really technically it's like two leads, right? It's like, it's Dominic and it's Brian. Yeah. But they thought, I believe, they thought like Brian is, Brian is <laughs> that's who people are here for. And I think that would have went with like the Hollywood logic of like the white man, the, yeah. the stereotypical white man, like leading man type. And Vin Diesel yes. is a, a white man of color. He's very <laughs> kind of ambiguous. We don't know. But I don't think they realized that he appealed to the level of people he appealed to. Because I think he his that ambiguity works for him. Because he definitely, like, I think it's one of those things where white people can project onto him. But also black people, Latino people can project onto him. Like, so he is representative of a lot of cultures, which I know he is very aware of. And so I, I applaud the, like, commitment to staying racially ambiguous because it does actually make him... <laughs> no, I mean, it literally makes him... Like you can plot him anywhere, and it's believable. Yeah, like like nobody can't not see themselves in him, and that's that's like a very <laughs> specific. I'm absolutely thing. not laughing at what you're saying. I was just laughing because that damn song is in my head again. Then she's biracial, <laughs> and I hate it. Girl. I hate it. We're not so gonna much. get no. We're not gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think th- I think that the studios thought like there was an equal like amount of investment in both of those characters and they were they discovered that they had been incorrect um and also because they didn't so it's like okay Vin Diesel didn't come back but they also took it outside of the setting that they introduced the series in and so it's like y'all already doing all this I think that was the thing too like oh what is this like they they in Miami like what is this welcome to Miami I don't know. For me, I remember the marketing. I remember thinking, like, this is going to be a fun movie. I, that's how, that was just my only thought. Like, this looks like it's going to be fun. Like, I wasn't necessarily thinking of it like, oh, it's going to be like the first one. I just was like, yeah. this looks like it's going to be fun. And so I think that's the way I came into it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't. A lot of people like, oh, I want it to be, like, close enough to this movie that I know what I'm getting. But I'm like, I like being surprised. I like seeing where things go. But yeah, too fast, too furious. This is where the family starts to grow. And the family, you know, we know that Rome stays with us. What did you think about that character and like that dynamic? I mean, (laughs) now that I look at it, I'm like, Tyrese was absolutely playing himself is what he was doing. (laughs) Very much so. They they either cast, they either cast perfectly for the character they wanted or they just let him completely dictate who that character was. Either way, it ended up working out. It didn't work out. (laughs) that work it out really well he, he gives very much like village idiot but also like that cousin that you have that's kind of dumb but you love them anyways yeah very much that <laughs> and like i think it might be controversial but i actually really liked i liked uh brian and rome together more than i like brian and dominic together i actually think their dynamic is a lot more like fun and playful and a lot more like really yeah i, I don't think- know it just that vibe felt much more authentic to me they they bounce off each other really well as yeah. opposed to um brian and dom it's more like i feel like when you watch the first one there's like a lot of monologues between them <laughs> yeah it's not as it's and, not as natural like it don't yeah, make and too fast, it just feels like they're having fun yeah it doesn't make as much sense in the first one why they would get as close as they did based on like how they yeah. interact with each other like 
it does make sense over time. But at that first one, you're like, I mean, I guess, like, I can see. Like, it's, like, hard not to get why Vince, like, I see why Vince is like this. Because, like, why are you trusting yeah. him? Like, what is it about him? Because I don't get it. In the first one, I felt like uh, there was, like, a, a couple of times where Dom just randomly opened up his, like, childhood trauma <laughs> into Brian for some reason. I'm like, but you don't talk about this with any of your other friends that you've been friends with for how long? Like, I'm so confused. They were just like zero to brothers. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and I get it because they have to make it where like it's believable that like Brian will like bring his whole career to like let them go or whatever. But it still was like they kind of got there kind of quick. And because they're yeah. all like really good actors, like I, I feel like we don't think of them that way because of the type of movies these are, but they are really good actors. So they are selling something that is like when you take it apart, it don't it don't make sense. But because they are actually in there and like they are really selling this family like it is believable but it also like once you get like Brian with Rome you see like oh this is like actually a brotherhood kind of dynamic where I can see each of these people like you know risking something important for one another um yeah in a way that the first one uh, it made sense in the context like when we were watching it but like when you watch it in comparison you're like oh this is much more of a like brother relationship that I can see that's mm-hmm. me. I'm just I, I just want to throw that out there. I just want to no, I'm right there with you. Like I feel exactly the same way. Also, we didn't even talk about my good sister Eva Mendez because she was out here being bomb as hell, and I was like a baby queer. So I was like, "Am I attracted to her? Like, is this <laughs> what is this?" I've always known that like I have the capacity to be attracted to women, right? Like, I've always like it's not a thing I had to like. It wasn't awakening or nothing. But there are times when I really was like, "I think okay, this is getting out of hand." And so that was one of the times I was like. Like, I couldn't root for nothing else. Like, I had to root for her own. Like, I don't care what happens to everybody else in this film. What needs to happen is my good sis. <laughs> like, she needs yeah. to win, period. You even had a <laughs> moment there where she was that girl. Right. Like, between this and, you know, Rush Hour 2, man, she was out here. Yeah. Just, like, like, being fine. <laughs> just, just being like, fine. out here, like and, like, and I really could not, like, if she was turned out to be, like, the bad guy or whatever, like, I still would have been like, I will hate that for now. <laughs> but I would have been on her side because like she was out here like I don't know I really thought that the story was fun I really was like this man is wild they doing too much with these rats it was just a lot going on <laughs> so much going on but yeah I feel like the cast was fun like this this was a funner like it was it was serious but it was serious in a way that wasn't like I don't know it was like a fun so it's like one of my favorite to rewatch because it's like hilarious yeah, I don't know how much of that is like intentional hilarity. Like, are they trying to be make this funny, or is it just funny because of the way people? Because like Tyrese is on Tyrese, and yeah. he's just a naturally funny person when he's not being like wild as hell, right? So yeah, I did want to have we did have to like give kudos to my good sis. I was like, ma'am, whatever happens to the rest of these hoes, I don't care because as long as you come out of this okay, we're good. And like, kind of mad that she don't end up being one of the people that like come back <laughs> does not end up recurring. So I'm like, I know she's like one of the only people that doesn't come back. <laughs> and that's wild because I do. So this is a semi sexist of the Fast and Furious franchise, but like how they have like a rotating hot girl of every movie. Like there's always that hot girl that's like there. Like uh, in two, like with Tej yeah. had um, I don't remember her name in the movie, in the movie, but Devon Aiko, and I was like her like. Like, oh, yeah, like always yeah. that random hot girl that you want to know more about. It's Devin, Devin Aoki, right? They are not a part of the story at all. I'm like, stop being like, I mean, at least Eva's in the story. Like, she's actually a, a driving character. But I still hate yeah. that. 
She wasn't there right. just to yeah. be like, not just to be like, fine. <laughs> I mean, she was, but she also was a part of the story. So it's one of those things where I'm always like, y'all could, yes. like, we could spend a little more time on these, like, less time on Mia and I. Oh, Mia. Because oh, Mia. Oh, baby. Mia. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to start, we're going to circle back to that because <laughs> I got thoughts about that. The third film is Tokyo Drift. And here's the thing. So this actually got, I was kind of surprised that it was 69%, which I think is on the higher side, especially films really get over, like, 90 is like the 100, usually, like, in these types of things. Like, films are really over 90. So to me, if you are yeah. close to 70, you are still fairly high up. Like, you're pretty, that's good. That's solid. I honestly thought Tokyo Drift was going to be so much lower because people hate on it so much. And so 69% is actually. They do. Not bad. But I think it should be 95%. Stand in it. Stand so in Tokyo it. Tokyo Drift um, <laughs> is a departure completely. So it does not star anybody from the original, the first film or the second film, except they, they got a cameo at the very end. But the whole story is like a brand new <laughs> character. They have Lucas Black playing um Sean. He's supposed to be a teenager. I will let them have that. He looks 35. He's a teenager. Okay. He's like an American. Like a <laughs> Southern. I don't know. Alabama is what I'm going to say. I think he's supposed to be from Texas, but that Alabama accent is extremely potent. So unfortunately, I can't separate those. But anyway, he's a Southern, <laughs> I'm going to just say Southern teenager who, it's a southern who gets in trouble for drag racing. And his mom was like, I can't do it you no more. I'm sending you to live with your dad, mm-hmm. your your white father. And um, <laughs> I feel like Not your we need father, to be clear sorry. about this. Because um, his father's an expat. So like, they send him to go live with his father in Japan. Wait, in Japan, right? Tokyo, Japan. Yes. See, I am not a, ge- a geographicologist. I don't know geography. Ooh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> don't give me the line with you over here. But yeah, so it's already... It starts off at a place of hilarity just from that basic premise, right? Like, and then it just, I'm going to spend some time on this because this is yes. hilarious to me, top to bottom. He get out there, he got to school. It's a school full of a lot of expats. So, they, you know, they speak English and stuff. It's not like he's thrown into this like super cultural, culture shock situation. Bow Wow, Lil Bow Wow, Shad Maw. <laughs> it's one of, he was still Lil Bow Wow at the time, time in his yes. life. It's one of the students. And he, I don't know what he do. I really actually don't know nothing about this boy. But he has a green car called the Hulk that he drives. But he never, I don't actually, do he ever actually, no, I'm not thinking about like, I don't think he, he drives like once. It's not even like, a good, like a good run. If I remember. Whatever. So like, they are friends. <laughs> Sean is like, oh, I'm out here. They be racing. I'm about to race like hell. Han, who we will talk about. Because <laughs> this is technically, <laughs> it is a functioning, like a pre. <laughs> it's weird it ends up functioning weirdly because of how they try to retcon it back into the continuity it's the it's the timey wimey of the fan- franchise yeah they do that Han who is a who was a, like Korean he's not even Japanese he's also out here like they, everybody here in this movie is not actually from here like they just came to Japan <laughs> to wreak havoc and shit so Han is like oh this random white boy want to race. I'm going to let him borrow my car. Because that's a thing I do sometimes. And so he lets him borrow his car. Sean, who does not know how to drift and was not told that this was a drift race, gets in there and just start crashing all over the place because he cannot hit a tight corner in one of these little parking lots. So he ended up owing Han a little life debt. And that's the, that's the, that's like first 20 minutes. Like, that's like just the setup. He owes him a, a 10 second car, right? 
He like basically got to pay off the car. But like, again, this is a broke white boy in Japan. He has no job. He has no money. So like, he got to work for this man. So it's just a whole bunch of mess and But also, I just find it hilarious because there's a character, like I forget names right now, but there's a character called Drift King who is like the big bad of this here story. His name is Drift King. But the thing about it is, is this is a spoiler if you didn't know. But at the end, he loses. So, is somebody else? Like, is Drift King a title? Like, now, does he have to, like, is he going to be called by his name? Like, are they going to be like, hey, Jerry? And then, like, somebody else in Drift King now? They don't explain it. they just like, he, I don't know. It's hilarious. It's my favorite movie. He's manifesting the title of Drift King. Like, it was true <laughs> until it wasn't, but now what are we going to do? Now what are we going to call you? So, the reason why, obviously, the reason this didn't do well is obviously because they didn't have anybody from the original cast. They didn't even have Brian. Like, and you, like of the people who would make sense to be in this film brian is the more logical because you know the white boy and like he's like i was also a white boy out here in the streets doing wild things i don't know why but like i think maybe because at that point i wasn't really paying attention when they were doing trailers and stuff for this but before i had seen the movie i assumed that he was like brian's little brother or something <laughs> i don't know why how my mind got there but that's what i thought and then i went into the movie and i was like oh who is this man that's what i think was like i felt like that would be the logical like they would connect him to brian somehow like okay the white boy it clearly he's related to brian so i mean it was interesting that they didn't really connect it at all until the last like 10 seconds then diesel was like i'll pop in your little movie if y'all find like the chronicles of riddick they was like i guess we'll find the chronicles of riddick if you just come in here and let's say hey i'm back everybody from filming triple x and riddick and all this (laughs) he's like i'm done with my little tent pole single films that ain't doing as strong as they should be so i'll come in here and see them (laughs) so yeah he has his little cameo that's how they connect it back to like the main franchise but it's such a small moment but they do circle back to it which i find yeah hysterical because when they do circle back to it, in real life, several years have occurred in everybody, <laughs> but most especially <laughs> Lucas Black has a dramatic, but it's supposed to be the same night. And so it is <laughs> the funniest thing, like of all the things, like of everything that is hilarious and like scientifically questionable in this, this series. That is the funniest most. Like, y'all could not hire a de-aging artist. Yeah, y'all could not hire... Y'all could have just recast them outright. They said we. it's not in the budget. It's not happening. They, 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 he, let's be clear. In Tokyo Drift, he already looked like a grown-ass man. Like, he definitely did not <laughs> believably embody a teenager. We let him have it. Like, okay. Sometimes people be looking old. But the fact that they had him come back very much looking his big age. <laughs> and this supposed to be the same night as at the end of Tokyo oh Drift, where he was already a 27-year-old teenager. I guess they just figured they would do it like Vin because, <laughs> you know, in the in the fast the first fast movie they said that, you know, well, they said Vince was 24, 25, so hey, he lived a hard life. Yeah, so him and Dom went to school together and they're the same age. So I'm like, Dom is only supposed to be like, supposedly, let's say 10, 11 years older than us. And I'm like, let me look this up, sis, because I know Vin Diesel ain't only 11 years older than me, no, <laughs> baby. I was obsessed with Vin Diesel in high school and I know for a fact he was not. He was very much in his 30s. Um, it's just I was hilarious. like, hold up. Wait, no way. They we're not trying to make them play teenagers. And that's where they... That's true. But the thing is, I don't even know how much how old Lucas Black was. I know he was grown. He had to be. <laughs> he just could not yeah. have been. 
But like, oh I don't gosh. know. If he asked me as a teenager, I will feel upset because we no, because he played a teenager in <laughs> I want to say not Coach Carter. What was the other one? Friday Night Lights, I think. One of them. Oh, he was also okay. playing a teenager. He could not be like a teenager for that span of time. Okay, so I just looked it up, <laughs> and he was born in '82, so he's 39 years old. Oh, see. And this came out when when Tokyo Drift come out, 2006. So not you doing math. He, he was definitely in. <laughs> okay, I'm not even gonna do it. I won't do it. Okay. 2006, he was grown. Cause in 2006, I would have been like, grown. I would have been. He was like, in his twenties. Yeah, he was like we'll 25. So absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. He looked every bit of that too. He did not look like. Yeah, a he was about. He was a good 24, 25. So mind you, when he comes back <laughs> in, in that <laughs> seven, I believe he's like 30. Ooh. Two, like <laughs> he's and he's still playing the same exact character in the same ten minutes. Maybe I cannot believe they tried to do me like that. I, when I say okay, just he drifted into the future. Okay, <laughs> that's that's what we're gonna find the out in the next past movie. They are him. going to just race into a wormhole and then Absolutely. invent time. I, I see it. Absolutely. For Fast 10, I'm ready for they it. Must. They must. That's the only <laughs> place to dip. Like, the only place to left to conquer. That's the only place left to go. So, yeah, Tokyo Drift is my, it's like, it's my favorite. It's not, is it my favorite of the series? I'm gonna say yes, only because it, like it was treated like not a part of the series at the time. Like, they really were trying to act like it wasn't a thing. And it, they didn't they didn't really fold it back in until whatever film we're talking about, which now I didn't forgot. But I want to say it's like six or We're seven. talking about Tokyo Drift. No, I'm saying I can't remember which film where they finally fully acknowledged it. Like, oh, yeah, like, that's true. Wrapped it back they in. Um, like, so they all just they brought blend together. Han- okay, so now I'm realizing we're going to go to Fast and Furious, which is four. I didn't forgot that whole movie. So I got to Google that right quick. Now I'm realizing I don't know what happens in four. That's wild. <laughs> I do not know Shoot. what happens in this one. Hold you on. saying that just made me think, like, <laughs> damn, I really don't remember what happens next in Fear. Oh, that is this the one where Letty, when he thinks Letty dies? Right. Okay, I don't remember it at all, except for that very specific plot point. Is that wait? Is this the one that got um last one? So <laughs> randomly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kid. We're not editing this out because I need y'all to know that this is a journey we're going on together. Like, <laughs> I knew it was like, you know how it's like, together, yes, it sure is. His name was Phoenix. I remember it yes, now. And this is when Dwayne made his appearance as well. I thought he came in in five. Yeah, he, he don't come in until they in, uh, in Brazil. It says he's in the cast. Does he show up at the end? Girl, I forgot. I don't think he's in this one. I don't think he in this Ooh. one. Are they lying? To I think they lying. But yeah, I do. Okay, audience, I remember now. I remember the. Okay, so anyway, I'm gonna have to do a fast rewatch because I've always I've watched all of them multiple times, but I haven't watched them in order. I don't think at all. Like I don't think I've ever done a whole. They never available, and I only own like randomly like half of them. It's weird. I have a weird. <laughs> On HBO right now, they have one, two like six and nine or something random <laughs> like yeah. they're not all there they never have like the whole series at one time and i don't own the whole series i only own some of them and so whenever i want to do a watch i have to just watch what i have i feel like i own them all but they're all in different things like some are streaming some are right blu-rays some are dvds like they're all over the place 
Yeah, so this is the one with Laz Alonzo, which is how I remember it. So is he important? Maybe not, but that's how I remember it. So yeah, <laughs> so this is, okay. So the audience score for this one was 67%. But if I'm not mistaken, the critic score was not great. Now I'm gonna pull it up because <laughs> I did the audience score specifically for a reason. But I think it's worthwhile to also <laughs> kind of get a glimpse at what the critics were thinking. Because I think this one and ones where people are like, oh, it's over. It's a rival now. I could be wrong. It might have been another one. Yeah. Oh my God. So the critic score on this one is 28%. It is the Ooh. lowest of <laughs> all of them. I thought so. I Because re- I remember one of them being like egregiously low. Um, <laughs> and that was that one. Critics were like, hell no. Nah. And so... <laughs> no, no, no. And I have to say, I guess, considering this is the one that like, I, I, I cannot never remember unless I Google it, I have to agree that it's probably the on the lower end in terms of the like overall movies and also at this point there had been like what three three or four years between the movies and then they brought back you know all this the was like the keys. reboot or like the yeah so like first and foremost as me as a person who likes tokyo drift i'm like y'all gonna try to act like y'all gonna try to put some disrespect on tokyo drift like it didn't happen because at the time <laughs> they just was like this we just they basically made Tokyo Drift to keep the Fast and Furious franchise somewhat relevant, right? And so, like, yeah. they just wanted to keep the name in people's minds. But it didn't work out for them the way they wanted it to. And so they had abandoned it for a little bit. But then they came back, like, we got what people want, which is the original cast. And they're not wrong that people are invested in the original cast. The problem is, like, this one just did not have, like, it didn't really want up the, like, original in any way. And so it was kind of like, I think the overall thing is that it felt maybe not even a rehash. The story is not the exact same, but it definitely had the same energy of like, okay, we saw this already. Yeah. And this is when we flip from, you know, the racing focused stuff into more of a hijacking crime um, mystery aspect of the franchise. Exactly. It's much more when they got into like from like gang kind of crime and like, you know, thievery to like heisting and like high level. <laughs> this is when they flip to big that. time scammeries. Yeah, like where it's like international crimes and whatnot. <laughs> so yeah, fast, fast. Well, I'm gonna say fast forward because it's easier. Um, it's not yeah. it was not spectacular. It wasn't horrible. I don't recall disliking it. I just don't think it had like oomph. It wasn't very memorable, obviously. Because we had to literally Google it. But I'm looking at the cast, and this is so. This is when we are introduced to Don Omar and uh, like <laughs> oh when they God. are, yeah, like when they are. I like them and Tico Calderon. They are great. Um, I like them. They're, They're so fun. fun. They're always fun when they like pop up. But yeah, this one is not. This does not have bang power. I don't. This, we're getting to another part. Is that it? Just kind of feels like they. This is when the the timeline really starts getting murky because they try and make it seem like. <laughs> It's only been a short time since Dom went off into the sunset after the first movie. And now we're here, you know, even though Too Fast happened as well. So it's like, it's definitely been some years, but they kind of murky timeline that whole thing. I definitely respect the attempt. I think it was, I like that they wanted to make a continuity. I don't think this actually needed a continuity, frankly. I don't actually think they needed to make a timeline make sense. They really didn't have to at all because (laughs) Dom was gone. You could have just been like, Dom's been gone for two years and now this is where we at. They were just doing too much for no reason to make this like a cohesive (laughs) or trying to make it a cohesive timeline like y'all didn't have to because for the most part these things kind of happen in like pockets and we don't like we don't see the build up to them and we don't really see what happens after we see like the heist and like the planning of the heist it's a couple months then the heist and that's it 
But this was the first time they really started kind of like going into that like connective. This is going to be a connected series. And I think this is the first movie where they thought about it in terms of like an ongoing series. And so I think that's why they were like, let's establish these timelines a certain way so that we can keep making movies in this series. And it makes sense. So now we get into the the goody good good when they when they found they grew and so fast five that is when yes. my good thickums dwayne <laughs> not the good thickums the rock johnson dwayne the rock johnson got up in here because our favorite brown non-brown man He's like, I don't Google him. I don't want to know anything about his personal life because I enjoy him. Don't tell me anything about Dwayne. So I don't want to hear I enjoy it. him okay, so much on film that I never want to like have that tarnished by I reality. I to look at him and he's never made a movie that no, made me bored. No, he's so never. So, on. Fast Five. <laughs> so this is, okay. So what I, Fast Five, is, it works on multiple levels. But what I love about Fast Five is that we get Vince. Vince comes back. He out here. Because after he got played in his fucking face, the whole first movie, Justice for Vince, always. They like finally they go back to Brazil. He out here living in a favela with his girl. Like it's a whole cute little familia situation. I'm like, yes, I love that they gave him like like a life and like he's doing what he do and he got people he care about. And a little bit more depth. I love that about that movie. So I really love that we got Vince back and that Justice for Vince. That was actually addressed. Like they actually were like, damn, you really you was right, bro. He was like, I knew I was right, but you know, and I was really hurt that you played me like that and that y'all just didn't trust me. But you know, time to change. <laughs> I'm a better man. I got a family. I got bigger things to think about. So I love that they brought that back around. That was a good callback and like a good Yeah, they said, let's talk about it. We've all been in therapy now. Right. Like it's a good, I I really (laughs) thought, I'm glad they resolved that because this is the type of franchise you would expect them to be like, that is a thing they will never revisit, whatever it happened. But they actually are really, I would say pretty good about like continuity in terms of like character, which I love. Yeah. Because it's like, we think of these movies and it's like, oh, it's action movies and like doing stunts and they doing all this. But these are character driven movies. We have seen cars flip and do jump, whatever. Like we've seen that and there are other movies that give that. But I think what people come back for, we are actually invested in the people. And so like having that resolution is one of those things where you're like, oh, this is like, they really like, they are, it's important to the story that they resolve these things, which is like, (laughs) You're saying they're hashtag family is what they are. Like they, I mean, they out here like it. They like they care about the they care about the character so that we like so it makes sense for us to care about the character. Because some especially action franchises do not care about their character. They just care about the story and like making sure that the plot is moved forward. And this is one where they actually resolve like one of the bigger things. Cause we all was like, I can't believe y'all like Vince was telling y'all this whole movie. And like they actually came back and gave him <laughs> so it was redemption for like them to like have that be confronted with like, oh this is what happened after like when Vince is over here. And he like he hit them to game and shit. Like, all right, it's a little something going on. These police, they about that, you know, they about that trifling life. So he don't want to even put them on game in the first place. And then mm-hmm. now unfortunately my homeboy, my good homie gets caught up because of course like I had to say, also, this franchise will kill a white person, and like I feel, I'm like kind of happy. <laughs> not yeah, happy. they usually take out somebody white and not somebody brown first, so that's they will choose the white yeah. person to go, and I have to respect that. <laughs> but I love that they. Yeah, I mean, they've been taking us out of movies so quick, right? <laughs> so it's nice to have the right. opposite sometimes. Um, but it also was if like, and I don't think people have to die necessarily for there to be like closure or redemption or anything. But I love that at least there was something like we have that understanding of like his people and the people that he's cared about all this time that we obviously only got to see a glimpse of or like taken care of now at the end of this so that was like one of my favorite aspects of that movie which i didn't think about until 
much later, like after the fact, but like how important that was to me as a viewer. Like, oh, I actually really care about like that they resolve Vince and like let him come back and like they mended that because then it really brings that family hashtag family uh hashtag family. That's a point where it's like y'all not just saying the word family, but y'all actually live in that. And I don't know, that was really cool. But so yeah, hi, old Thickums, my good homie, uh, came through. He was trying to catch these folks. He was like, they out here robbing all over oh, the world. Yeah. I got to get them. He was on their ass. <laughs> like, why don't write? But then the popo being corrupt like they are was out here. So he was like, I don't know what to do. Because the popo hella bad. They bad too, but the popo right. works. Like, should I just let them popo? Like, what right. should I do? And so he ended up being like, all right, I'm going to let y'all rob these popo, but I'm going to also take y'all to jail. And they were like, you can try to take us to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you can try to take us to jail if you want to. Um, you can, you try, can definitely you give us your college try and so um, but yeah as soon as you get The Rock and like Vin Diesel to like have a standoff you got me in the seat period I just like very right. large men fighting um, I don't I can't I can't claim to be better than that <laughs> they got um, they got them out here Vin Diesel out here with these platforms on so they can be at least be similar <laughs> I, they got that fourth perspective boy y'all ain't slick we like my little short king. <laughs> Here's the thing. I do like I love that dynamic though because the thing about the fast franchise is like Dominic is way too powerful or like way too OP, if that makes sense. Like this ain't a video game. Like this man has to take a L. Like he had to get a cut or something. Like he just feels untouchable in a way. And I like that they was like, no, nah, this man will yeah. smash his shit up. And I love it. It was like they were saying family, but everybody around him just looked to him like he was God. It was weird for a while. No, that's there. what I mean. Like he was like very like he was just too mythic, like among them. Like even even that's even carried on to now. But it's like it's like he's a figure of like he can't like if he falls, the whole if it's Dom falls, the whole family falls. It's very it's too much like deification of this, of him in the story like even within his own family and with his own like the characters he's around and so that is weird so i like that they have the rock being a person that's like humble the character in a way and like have hob be like able to match him to, and go toe-to-toe and then be like a fair fight <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like of course we have to like root for them again a it's a fed and we don't ever root for the feds but also <laughs> it's like you don't want your people to get arrested or like whatever happens right but like you also are like but i do want him to get his ass beat a little bit because like yeah it's been for sure too easy. he deserves it right bit. like he's just like he can't not he can't keep getting away with it so this is the one they also this is where they bring back everybody and like everybody else so like this is like Han, uh, this is where we meet. I think we meet Giselle in this one. Yeah, I think so too. So Han, Giselle, Tej, all of them, this is when they come together. Like we, all the separate Rome. The fam across the, across the world. The, the, the fast <laughs> diaspora. Yeah, <laughs> oh exactly. <laughs> so this is when we get the whole fam. And this is the, another reason why this one is so good. Because like no matter which entry or like where your entry point is for the Fast and Furious, movies somebody is in there that you like probably so like mm-hmm. there are somebody you've seen any of the previous films you'll, you'll be all right right <laughs> and so it was a good i think that's another reason why it ended up a being 
good and like why people like it a lot but it's also because this was i think a jumping in point for a lot of people because there are people i know who did not or like maybe have saw the first one and then didn't watch them after that but fast five was like the first one that people watched with like intention and were like oh i'm about to watch this like this looks fun and the, a lot of them probably went back and watched them once they realized like oh these characters have been introduced but for a lot of people this was like the first fast film that they were like watching they got i mean it was a good one i mean they really <laughs> that's when they really turned the fuck up like, they had always done stunts. This is the first time it was, like... The budget was incredible. Yeah, the budget was crazy, and they actually thought of stunts in, like, a crafty and, like... This is when they started trying to one-up themselves in terms of, like, how can we do something that has not been done? And how can mm-hmm. we do stuff that's clever? Like, how they do, like, trying to steal the save and these corners and all this, all this, like, math and stuff, which, like, good. I'm not a mathematician. I don't feel like they were doing things that made sense from a fit. Well, no, at this point, I think they were still actually adhering to physics. I think they were still firmly in like, this is doable. Yeah. <laughs> Physically. This is a thing that can be accomplished. They were still very much, I think in the realm of like the realistic in terms of those stunts. <laughs> still out, out of <laughs> like out of pocket. They were still wilding, but it was still like much more realistic and grounded. This is where, mm-hmm. this is another reason why I think this is one of the ones that people really, really like, because it is, it feels very much like, it still feels like a very grounded series yeah. at this point like it's very much like okay that's wild but I, I believe like I understand how this occurred like and they explain it too we get to see like the whole thing so I think that's one of the elements that worked really well and then obviously Dwayne The Rock Johnson I love saying the whole thing I really do he was out here that's when we also meet um oh my goodness I'm gonna call her Yelena but that might not be her name his future baby's mother uh child what is her name Elena I added the wise, Elena, played by <laughs> Elsa Pataki, who was another just like, at least again, they like, we're going to have a fine woman, but we're going to give her, she's going to have something to do. We're not going to just have her be fine. She's going to be fine. And also, like, she was the cop, like the good cop who was like, helped them out. And then she had to go on the run after, you know, they hit a lick on the police station because obviously um, she can't keep yeah. her job there. <laughs> she can't stay in the favelas when they know that she turned. Uh, but yeah, so that's when he meets his his future baby mama. We talking about the whole series. Y'all already know this happened, so I don't know what to tell you. So <laughs> that was the first. So like that's the beginning of like I would say the the era of Fast and Furious that leads us to where we are. Like this is when I this when they were like we are definitely a hundred percent. Like this is this is the we're this is the level we're trying to reach every time, and we're gonna one up it every time. Just when they were very very specifically made a choice to like every one after this has to be like we gotta take the thumbs bigger we gotta do this we gotta do that and they did <laughs> so okay so we were talking like we had a little technical difficulties um so we were talking about fast six which you're not even sure you seen <laughs> i don't think i've seen the whole thing or if i did i absolutely deleted it from my mind because if you don't remember letty in this one so they think obviously uh, I keep saying Vin Diesel. Like I know his name is Dominic. Dominic <laughs> believes. Uh, I mean, he discovers that Letty is alive. Then yes. we see kind of like a juxtaposition and like a flashing back between like so Letty is living her life, but Letty doesn't know who she is. She okay. just so she works for the enemy, which is I believe Shaw, but I don't think they have. I don't know if they. It's Owen Shaw. It's the one. It's um, what's his name? I forgot his name right quick. But it's Owen Shaw, not Decker. Uh, and Owen is the one that got the strong face. What is his name? I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> strong face. Luke Wilson. <laughs> William Luke Wilson. I don't know his name. Not none of the names I said, by the way. I know that for a fact. Um, 
<laughs> that I said his name very wrong. Luke uh, Evans? Luke is Evans? Who, is that who we're talking about? I oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh like, yeah, that's a real strong face. I'm I told you. Exactly who you're talking Just, about. You you said <laughs> uh, so yeah so I think she's working for Owen at this point but I don't know if we know that I, I can't recall so I haven't watched this one in a while because I, this one of the ones that is just never available when I'm looking for them mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so this is the one where Letty is like doesn't have her memory and like Dominic is like oh like Letty out here in the street and I think like he he keeps running into her he runs into her like two or three times while she mm-hmm. doesn't remember him and he's like you gonna remember me like I love you whatever the fuck I don't know what he's saying but like I don't know, I think she has like his necklace or something, and that's how like she starts to. Rem- I I tr- you know what? I don't even think she remembers. Here's the fucked up part. And whatever. I don't actually think she remembers who he is at the end of this. I think she just falls back into like she in just like instinctively is like these are my people and like so actually technically I don't think Lady ever regains her memory so much as she just re falls back into the family and like falls back in love with Dom and takes their word for the past. Like I actually don't think she gets her memory back. So I gotta watch that one. We're gonna revisit There's this. No We're gonna have an update. Resolution because for... now I don't now I'm confused. Now I'm like, wait, I don't think because the whole time he's constantly like, you gonna remember and I don't think she remembers. I think she just tr- like intrinsically re- trusts him, which makes sense. Like it's like a muscle memory. But like I don't actually think she remembers from her. So we gotta figure that out. But yeah, this one so um before I we again we had technical difficulties so I was saying that, like, in this one, the audience score is actually higher than Fast Five. Only by 1%. It's 84%. Mm-hmm. And so my thought was that a lot of people who came into the franchise at Fast Five um, had a reason to go backwards. And, like, so they were, like, now, having seen the first four, they had been introduced to those characters in the original context and had feelings and, like, cared about them. Mm-hmm. And because Letty wasn't in Five. But they would have saw her die. Now they're invested in why she would come back. You know what I mean? So I think that people were invested in that story okay. and like figuring out how they were bringing her back. That's what I, why I think it probably did as well. This is also the first <laughs> film where they start being like, you know what? Maybe we don't need to be scientifically accurate. Like at all to a stronger degree. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is when, if I'm not mistaken, they are on this good old like bridge freeway situation. And I don't know what happened, but I know that somehow, A, this man catches her like me flying out of the car, which is not I a thing that I've happen. seen this. I did see this one. I've seen this right? one. So that's like, not a thing. Like everything that happened on that bridge was like scientifically unsound. They as legit like crash the car <laughs> so he could fly across the freeway. Right. And like and catch her mid-fall. Like, nobody's when... doing those calculations on the fly. Like nobody's doing those calculations to get that like you know how exactly pinpoint accurate you would have to be with every mo- movement of your own body the cars the other cars the i'm wind, trying to think if i love somebody color. enough to try and fly across the floor. <laughs> i don't love myself enough okay like i'm not doing Damn. it so that was when they first that's when they first really got to the point where they were like oh we don't care about i i do remember that i have seen this one then <laughs> it just did it, it wasn't clicking and i remember we saw this in theaters and at that point, when he flew across the freeway, I looked over at Ray <laughs> and I was like, "Are they serious right now?" And he just like, started cracking it up at me, and I was like, "Bro, I don't know if I can make it through another one of these movies if they're gonna start doing this." 
but they're also so great that you kind of have to i was very much like okay this is what we're doing fine you have to go through it it's it's great <laughs> no but it was lovely i mean it was like oh but like also that's when i was like okay we playing we go fast and loose with the science here and then they just <laughs> decided from that point on like we gonna keep it going. fast furious and loose with the science that should be the name of the whole thing okay <laughs> so that one i i mean i think i like i think five and six were good like a good combination of films and i think like five went into six and like i was invested in six and mm-hmm. then um and then we go to like seven which is seven is when i think is when they tried to make the whole entire series timeline make sense mm-hmm. so this is when they started being like this is where we are folding in like Tokyo Drift and like all that storyline is being folded in. Now, we all think Tokyo Drift. Okay, we didn't say this in the Tokyo Drift part, but at the end of Tokyo Drift, my good boo boo, my baby boy, my love, Han, Han Solo, <laughs> by the way, that's his name. They, they zoom in on his ID at a point. It's Han Solo, but it's spelled S C O U L O H. Soul, as in like Seoul, Korea. Like, I love that. Jacqueline, you do what you have to do with that. I respect it. I'm down with it. Um, Han gets blowed up at the end of Tokyo Drift. He don't get shot. Okay. He don't get like, he don't fall off a cliff. You know, something where you can like, ah, I see it. Like, I can see them surviving <laughs> that. He gets blowed up. Okay. Yeah, so first and foremost, when he, when he appeared, we are like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> After Tokyo Drift, and when he comes back in five, or, yeah, five, we're like, okay, I, I okay, right. I definitely don't need to understand because I love him and I want him to be here, but like, okay. So, seven <laughs> is when they're like, we gonna explain it. Don't you fret. We got you. <laughs> this is we when they start trying to, but, so, because in, in six, you know, the, the family, they get Owen Shaw, strong face. He gets, mm-hmm. like, taken out because, obviously, villains don't win in this series. So his big brother, Deckard, <laughs> Deckard Shaw, played by um, Jason Statham. Jason Statham got a bone to pick. Jason Statham is like, oh, hell no. Not my little brother. Absolutely not. So he's trying to uh, vengeance on the team on the fam mm-hmm. and so that's what happened a lot of things go down in this one this is the one where paul walker dies in the filming like before they're finished filming mm-hmm. and so it has a lot of additional meaning to it because of that context um yeah this i didn't realize how much like happened in this one this one does this movie does a lot of heavy lifting um because it's it it's like we got to make this whole timeline make sense so basically yeah. this one is like we explain Han because this is now we discover this happens before. Like we discovered that this is before Tokyo Drill. Yeah, of course it is. Because I, I mean, honestly, I think we all were like, this is fine. We don't actually know what Tokyo Drift has to do with any of these movies because at the at this point we just like I had started to believe that Tokyo Drift was like an alternate universe at this point because they yeah. really didn't it didn't it didn't have to be explained necessarily, but they were like, no, we want to make it make sense. So they made it make sense and they made all this happen before. And Tokyo Drift. And then I love how they set up. So, like, Han and Giselle are a thing, which is so, it's so cute. And this is my favorite Gal Gadot role. And I wish she would have stayed in this franchise because everything <laughs> she does after this is very upsetting to me. Um, Child. Baby. <laughs> um, and so, like, Han and Giselle are a thing. Giselle, unfortunately, because she is the white person that is not a main character in the <laughs> film, she has to go. And so 
Um, she dies. But I love that they're like making plans. Like her and Hana talk about going to like, you know, I mean like Japan and Korea and all this other stuff. That's like literally you know, where like, you messed so, up. Every time you're in a movie and you say, this is our plan for the future, it's literally. So then like when she dies, he still goes to Japan <laughs> to like do what they was gonna do and that's how he ends up Tokyo dripping mm-hmm. but that's also because now because now we are like wait a minute he goes to Tokyo then he get blowed up but it's fine <laughs> it's fine because there are more movies to come but yeah so Seven does a lot of the heavy lifting because it it has to like it makes the everything else up until that point it puts it in some type of order which yeah. I, I mean again I have to applaud them for even attempting because I again they they could have yeah. not I feel like yeah. like people would have been like it's fine yeah they went in on the retconning and they fixed some stuff and they had to do a little bit of heavy lifting and then you know they also made this movie kind of like memorialized Brian slash Paul Walker because you know R.I.P. him but you know it's, so here this might be controversial because in the moment when this came out, I appreciated how they dealt with Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the movie, he does not die. They just have yeah. him be like, I'm tired of this. This is too much. I'm going to take me and my family and we're going to go. That was cute. Here's the problem. In subsequent films, they have Mia come back. And then now you have to justify why the fuck would Mia be here Without and Brian, Brian not be Why would Brian be the one back home with the kids? <laughs> and it's not because he's a man. I'm like, oh, he wouldn't be. But it just does not go with their characters at all. It's completely no. opposite of the character they established in the first movie. And Brian decided he wanted to go be a house husband. And that's what we'll leave it as. But like her being there changes that dynamic so much. They had to have, <laughs> they should have written me out as well. Basically, they should have made it where like they just do not do none of this crime shit period like they they can refer to them like oh they're you know they safe they in a safe house whatever the fact that they brought her back into the film completely undermines this ending and now it almost and i hate to say but it would have been better to kill brian off only because they talk about brian like he's dead first and foremost Mm -hmm. i get not wanting to in the in the immediate moment killing the character off because that's messed up especially like it was super fresh but yeah two movies later Y'all have not done anything to fully resolve that character, and y'all keep mentioning him. So, like, we know that he's alive in the universe, but then y'all undermine that by keeping Mia, like, having her come back and having her be there. Because, like, now I gotta, now you gotta make, I have to, like, suspend this belief to why she would be there and he would not be there. Like, why is she leaving her babies behind to come see what y'all doing that's highly illegal that could put her in jail? Right. Like, it just don't work. And they should have just, like, again, I get, like, not wanting to kill that character off. But you have to then forcefully make the choice to, like, well, we, we cannot evoke Brian. Like, so we cannot keep having him be a part of the story in the way that, like, because to me, that just it undermines a lot. It just doesn't hit the same. Because I'm like, if he was alive, he would be here. And then the way they say, like, what, you naming your child after your alive best friend. Like, I don't know. It's weird to me. Like, there's a lot of choices that don't work with the character still being alive. Yeah. I know that's controversial. I don't, I mean, at the time, though, like, when this movie came out, it was the, I felt like the right choice. It's the way they handled it in the subsequent films that made it not a good choice because they didn't know how to let go of that character in a way that made it fulfilling. But I'm also at the point where I think they might actually try to bring him back as a hologram or some shit. So now I'm like, they probably gonna do something because I feel like they keeping him around so much that they are confident that they are going well, to. Well, I mean, out. 
the plan was 10 films so they probably just want him to show up in this last one somehow some way not that it might, would be a great idea but i could see them you know holding off just for that i'm like again you you have to make it make sense mm-hmm. I, this is one of the rare cases where i feel like his family probably would allow them to like bring him in posthumously somehow just mm-hmm. because it's such a huge part of his career and like his actual relationship to the franchise and to the other people in the franchise is like strong it wasn't like that's one thing I will say outside of the like Dwayne <laughs> Dwayne and Zen beef but a lot of them were really end up having like a tight-knit relationship and like a lot of them were really close and so I do believe that they would yeah. be like okay if y'all be respectful about this and let us like know how y'all gonna do this I feel like his family will let them digitally bring him in or use his brother which I believe they did for this film yeah for the final scene like close enough and then we can transpose a face or whatever but I don't know I, I felt like they the way they did it is weird just because of how they how he's been mentioned or brought up in the movies after seven if they somehow yeah. bring him back in 10, I might revive this. But <laughs> at the moment, I'm kind of like, ooh, I kind of wish they wouldn't have. They might have just killed the character only because they don't know how to like let him go in a way. But like, he feels dead. So like, you might as well make that the story versus the way y'all are kind of playing with it. Yeah. So that was the dour take of the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Fast 7 was definitely one of the ones. Uh, like, it's one of the ones that like it does a lot. I enjoyed it. I mean, I think this might be one of the ones I've seen the most in the of the recent. So I say the recent, which being like Fast Five on, yeah, and then obviously the older ones are like up until you know Fast and Furious. <laughs> they like we're gonna take the stuff, <laughs> got them. So yeah, I see this one a lot. I like this one. I do love this one. I, it really did a lot of fan service as well. So they did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, they definitely did what they needed to do, and they really did a, give it where they started. Like they did a pretty solid job of like making a timeline and making like a cohesive list of events that happened i'm like y'all i mean hey i didn't need to know i'm gonna keep watching them regardless but i do like that there is a story that now makes sense but again mm-hmm. when they tried to like make it <laughs> the little flash flash and we see lucas black 70 years old now playing the same 16 year old i thought that was funny but other than that <laughs> like other than that it's fine so eight i'm gonna just call it fate i'm not saying all these words right that one got 72 percent. so that's like a kind of a steep drop from the other ones were like again fast five 83 uh six 84 7 82 mm-hmm. that little trilogy that little that was a good strong solid pocket of like quality mm-hmm. i think for the series and then fate see you know where fate messed up they said you know what we're gonna do we're gonna have this white lady with dreads and you never do that <laughs> you never do that you just don't do it uh, um no but i think so fate we is, <laughs> fate is one of the ones where like so for me i believe the reason why fate is like kind of the they were it's the brian thing we are trying to figure out like how are you gonna keep telling the story without brian especially because you did not kill brian yeah and if and you feel you feel the presence of brian without brian actually being there it just feels like everyone's tiptoeing around brian (laughs) even though he's not there and then obviously the way this one ends because like apparently oh my goodness so Charlize Theron, I forgot her name in the movie, whatever, dread-like white lady, so evil, obviously. She kidnaps Elena, who is, surprise, had a child, had a whole entire baby. So she kidnapped Dom's unknown child. And then he's like, this is when he turns against the squad. And they're like, hitting, they about to hit a lick. And then he's mm-hmm. like, he like, he like messes up the whole thing. They're like, uh-uh, not you doing this. 
I can't mm-hmm. believe this. And he don't tell them because like dreadlock lady is like, do not tell him. Just come and help me. And so he finds out like, you know, that his child is like under and his baby's mom is like on the plane. I don't know. So he's helping her do whatever she's doing. Then they bring in Mr. Nobody, who is fucking Kurt Russell. Mr. Nobody out here helping. He's like, yeah, we got to get her to take her down. Then I really do not remember the sequence of events, but we get the shawls. We get Deckard. He helped Dom save the baby. Because <laughs> I guess he like babies and where I draw the line, I guess. Now, at this point in this franchise, it's very much fuck Shaw. Okay? Because he blew up Han. And at this right. point in the franchise, Han is still, as far as we know, dead. So, hey, we like, I don't care what he do. I don't care who baby he saved. It's fuck Shaw. It's on site with Shaw. We don't care about Shaw. <laughs> And so that's where we was with that one. So yeah, this is the one where he turns and flips it and reverses it. I mean, that's how Hobbs feels about him as well. So there's that. <laughs> so funny because Hobbs is like so random all the time, but like, he's like, all right, we're going to do it. We we handling it. We're doing it. And it's like, fine. I feel like they don't need Hobbs, but he is so fun to have. And I'm pretty sure this was when they got, yeah, they get in a submarine. Because <laughs> of course, because what, like at this particular point, like when they got Ramsey, which was was that seven when they got Ramsey? I don't know. At that point, they had already like parachuted out of planes. Or maybe it was earlier this movie. They this is when they really started not like this was when they leaned into not caring about physics. Mm-hmm. And so they are like doing like planes flying off of I mean cars flying out of planes, jumping off of buildings. It's a whole thing. So at this point, we like, what are they gonna do? This is where the joke started. Like this is where we all said the only thing they can do next is go up to space, right? right. <laughs> this is where that came from, which is hilarious. Yes. As you may or may not know. Because now we're going to be leaning into spoiler territory. Because people might not have seen the next one. But this is where they start that. So, okay. Like, I like Fate. I think it's good. But I think it's also, and like you said, I actually think it's the way they handle Brian. Actually takes away from it. And what is what is uncomfortable about it. Y'all, again, did not quite justify him not being here. And why are you naming your son after Brian? Brian is very much alive. Right. It's just a weird <laughs> choice to make for your alive friend who is alive. You should have named him Vince, your dead friend. That would have made more that would have been more like that would have made more sense narratively, especially considering Vince is actually in the story the scene. Right. And also somebody you were friends with as a child and that just kind of comes full circle. Yes. But it's because y'all were trying to give it to like Y'all are still trying to memorialize Paul mm-hmm. by doing that, but it doesn't work if that character is, alive. is canonically right. still alive. <laughs> uh, they, I, so I think that awkwardness was like what kind of made this one weird, especially because of the fact that like, you know, you have like a whole bone and child or whatever. And it's like, I love me a cute little bone and child. But like, that was so out of left field, even from this franchise. It's like, oh, okay. So like, okay. Dom, Dom has a kid. All right, let's get into it, I guess. Yeah. But also get why they had to go that far because it's like, we really have to justify him turning on his team. And the only thing he would turn on his team for is like, family. Only he would turn on family <laughs> is family. Right. Like, so what family is more family than family? Like a baby, like your baby child. No, so, yeah, I get it. I do get that. As a male really well, child like, out there, an heir. We got to. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the family number uno. We gotta go get family number. So it made sense, but it was one of the ones where I was like, ah, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all doing a lot here. This is where y'all doing a lot. But also, them trying to make Shaw happen. I was like, I don't give a fuck if he shade that baby. I don't. It's, it's on site. <laughs> on site. Period. How oh, dare he? He blew him up. He blew up Han. May he never have like, a piece I'm of his life. I'll forgive you. Ever. That's why he ages like yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. So go on and since you said it, I'm gonna go right into Hobbs and Shaw, because baby, they tried the hell about that. So Hobbs and Shaw has an eighty-eight percent, which is a really high I think it might be the highest of all of the of all the new ones. So that's why for sure. Like no, of all of them. For the audience score, it has the highest. Oh yeah. And I think for the critic score, it is one of the it has one of the higher. Once again, Dwayne doing his thing. Okay, no. Critic scores it falls somewhere in the middle, but still in the top like three or top four or so. But yeah, so here's the thing about Hobbs and Shaw. First and foremost, I don't give a fuck about Shaw at this point. <laughs> Mind you, again. At this particular point when this story is occurring, we are at the point where he has already blew up my boyfriend. Like he already so I'm never gonna forget like it's not you're not forgiven, period. Unforgivable at this particular juncture. So first and foremost, you're making a movie where I am supposed to like be on the side of this person that I don't like. Like I like Hobbs, but Hobbs can't carry this dynamic by <laughs> himself. But also where they really messed up was you have a character I don't like I wanna see fail, and then you have the villain played by Andrew Alba. You don't want me to root for this man. At all. You definitely don't want At me to root for them. All. Because I'm a root for Shaw, who I hate, who is who can catch these hands at any point in time, and you're gonna put him up against Idris Elba, and I'm supposed to, <laughs> and I'm supposed to root for him, no baby. Cobb's like, still a fed. I'm sorry, so that was a tricky one, but it was fun though. It was a fun tricky one. They they made several choices in this year <laughs> film that I find hilarious. So one thing I love is that we got to see Hobbs his family and like being able to see so many brown people i know in relation to this movie that aren't like side characters background characters yeah like they are very diverse movies but we don't center it's very centered on the the same yeah people. so like i love seeing his whole entire family and like gonna see like just that cultural aspect yeah, that was my favorite part about it too i love it and i love that they did it like they use their like how they make weapons and how all this stuff ended up being kind of like their superpower they come with all this tech and all this other stuff and they're like look we got what we got but we're gonna make it do what it right. does <laughs> and this is they also physics they said we don't need those because they had this man like holding on to like a helicopter it's just too much happening that is not physically possible like they said Dwayne, you work on the muscles you're gonna use them on today okay you're gonna be holding a machine gun and pulling a <laughs> helicopter with your arms you're, you're you got this just with your own arm <laughs> You are not enhanced in any way. And it's going to be believable and people are going to love it. Like, we're going to love it. It's going to be driving everything. It's going to be in motion. It's going to be very dynamic. <laughs> so I did love that. Um, but in terms of family, what I found hilarious. So, because they Please felt like we needed it. more shawls. <laughs> <laughs> they said, let's add one more shawl to the mix. Because they love them shawls. We don't give a fuck about the shawls. Let's be clear about this. I don't care about Owen. I don't care about Decker. <laughs> I don't care about none of them. But okay. Let's introduce another one. So they bring sis. I forgot her um, name. Her real name is Vanessa Kirby. Let me not lie. I want to say it's Hattie, but let me not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is Hattie. No, I gotta Google it because I can't. Girl, it is Hattie. Don't I wasn't playing with you. Why is her name Hattie? She's oh my god. British? I don't know, girl. Nah, Hattie. I will but not. But that be is giving me old black this. grandmother names, but let's move on. Hattie. Oh, but her mom, their mom, yet another shawl name is Queenie. Mm, okay. No. <laughs> okay. They doing things over there. No, we met. I forgot which movie we met. It was the last one. Deckard uh, and Helen Mirren. Hattie. And what was the other brother's name? Owen. Owen is the only one with a normal fucking name, bro. <laughs> this is so funny. Normal okay. name, strong face. <laughs> okay so hattie miss hattie miss hattie hattie, hattie. hattie is 
the younger or, or I don't know. I mean, ages are when unclear, you look yeah, younger sibling. When you look at her, she is the younger sibling, <laughs> right? The younger sibling of Deckard and Owen Shaw. Now, if you're looking with your eyes, if you have eyes, if you are using your ocular <laughs> ability, she is drastically younger than her siblings. Uh, one might say extremely. We would say that uh is old enough to be her father if we have eyes. I would say that that's a fair assessment to make if I'm using the, <laughs> the eyes. eyes that I was blessed with. So she's a spy. I mean, she worked for like one of these agencies they made six, up. Right? Isn't that the British? Is it MI6? Oh, she might actually be MI6. I was like, you know, they be making up stuff. Some type of, so she's MI6, but like a special, like MI6, OG, triple OG, triple OG, triple. Like she's that special next level MI6. That girl. But anyway, she gets framed by Idris Elba. Black Superman. Black Superman. She gets framed by him for stealing some type of compound that makes super soldiers with heat. So she's on the run. So then Hobbs and Shaw were recruited by Mr. Nobody and them to facilitate or like her capture, like to go get her. And they were like, who knows her better than her brother? Like that she hasn't, as far as we could tell, had any contact with at all in a very long time, according to this here story. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> they gonna find her, whatever. Come to find out, obviously she was like on the good side, whatever. She's a good person. We get it. That's all fine and good. It's a cute story. It's a perfectly like serviceable story. I like it. I like what they did. It was cute. Now here's the thing. Where <laughs> they got me messed up. She's the younger sibling. They do a flashy flashback, right? <laughs> there are two children playing. One of them is supposed to be Decker. Not even Owen, who is younger than Decker. One of them is supposed to be Decker, which is Jason Faith. The other one is supposed to be her. These kids cannot be more than like three maybe four years apart and that's me pushing it like at most they are four years apart so what i'm supposed to take from that is that in the present day (laughs) (laughs) this 50 year old man is supposed to be four years older at most than this 31 year old woman and that's me just throwing out random numbers and trying to make it make sense now how no i feel like i really don't think of their ages because it was egregious i did this math he is definitely at least 20 something years older than her like old enough to be her dad yes he is just about 20 years older than her 20 21 years older than her that's wild they are supposed to be playing siblings that are only a good three years apart right that are like a mere couple of years apart even if like he was a very small child and she was kind of mature a child Let's say even 10 years. Like, let's, let's somehow make them kids supposed to be 10 years apart, which they are not. It is extremely <laughs> clear that these kids are not that far apart. That's not even believable. That's the thing about it. Like, I'm saying that she's, like, in her early 30s as me aging her up because she can play a late, like, mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. She does not look old. I think they make her look a little more mature because she's supposed to be like, oh, she's MI6. She would have a certain level of experience, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to make me believe that this lady is in her 40s. (laughs) So that his being in his 50s. So the the logic, the backwards logic, they want me to believe that this man is in his 30s. We already established maybe early 40s. That they have a time machine. The cars be drifting, girl. Drifting right through time. Well, they need to drift in reverse. (laughs) Because what happens, he's old as hell. So it was so hard for me to watch this movie with that context because I'm like every time they put them together and it's like I'm like I can't believe it like, every, like every, I'm like I can't believe this and then like of course like she and Dwayne the Rock I was Johnson. absolutely certain that he was going to save his daughter in this movie so Hello. the face that I made when they revealed that that was his sister I was like oh so then she obviously also like because of course they cannot not do it she over here her and Dwayne the Rock Johnson her and Hobbs got a little situation and I'm like I- because he look 
better than Decker, don't mean he ain't also fucking 50 years old. <laughs> Y'all gonna keep playing with me. And so a lot of things happen hey, in this film. If that you are, are in a room with Dwayne Johnson, you shoot your shot, okay? This is what you do. Well, here's the thing, because I am a child, <laughs> mere, a mere baby. But let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you, no, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying from a from a casting standpoint, they clearly should have just hired oh, an older actress. actress. Yes. I really like Vanessa Kirby. I thought she was cute in this. And like, I, I wish she would have played Loki. That's completely beside the point. <laughs> but I wanted to point different, it out. Because like, as soon as I, like, like, she had the energy of just like, like quiet chaos that I feel like would have been the way to go. Whatever. The point is, she's much too young. The character clearly should have been played by, it should have been a more mature actress. So I really hate the um, ageism involved here and the sexism of it all because, like, they get to be old as hell, wild and fuck out. And they're like, but the girl, she has to still be young enough to be a believable ingenue, but, like, old enough to, like, be reliably in the damn MI6 and having, like, a lustrous career. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. That just made me mad. That's, like, pretty much my only issue with that movie is, mm-hmm. is that. But it's such a big thing, like it, because it distracts me when I think about it. And I'm like, oh, it is very distracting, for sure. So it is a super enjoyable movie, and I get why it's um for the audience score, the is like the highest, highest score because it a is like less people, mm-hmm. which again we love. We are invested in the people. That is why we watch. Yes, but the family is real large. The family is real. Right, there's a sprawling. It's a very, <laughs> a very nice size family. And so having it being a little bit tighter and having less people is, I think, what was one of the things. It's also because Dwayne Johnson really does not fucking miss. No. I'm not saying he always makes high quality, high caliber films. I'm saying he always makes entertaining. Yes, films. they're always. He does funny. not make boring movies. If he makes a boring movie, I have to assume that like he got body swapped or something. Like I have yet <laughs> to see it myself. Um, in the like the more featured he is, the more entertaining it is. Mm-hmm. So it's like if he's a lead, which he is in this, it's gonna be entertaining because he's the lead. You know what exactly. I mean? And so you know it does what it does. And of course you have the thing about Jason Statham is I fuck with Jason Statham. I enjoy he's very similar in that he rarely makes movies I don't enjoy. Are they great movies? Yeah. Not really, but they are always enjoyable. Like I would watch a transporter all day, every day. Crank, them movies are so fun. Mm-hmm. They I are mess. Talk about them. Crank is that one. Is that <laughs> I would put that in my notes. Cause I mess with Crank. But it's like obviously I can like I can objectively be like, are these great movies? Like probably not. But uh, am I enjoying myself immensely? Yes. <laughs> and so you put them two together, you have a winning combination of like, it's going to be a good movie. It's going to be entertaining. It's gonna, you're going to get your money's worth. And then like, obviously they have Idris Elba up in there. Exactly. Which is like, that was just real good. That was a good choice on their part. They were like, who can we get that's so, that, that can A, stand up against two like action superstars, mm-hmm. right? And like also be carrying. And they did what they had to do with that. So casting was just really on point, except for the fact that Miss Hattie, <laughs> Hattie should have been about oh, 15 years older. I can't believe her name, Hattie, child. <laughs> I am so distraught. That's why I think I just always use her real, her government, like her, the actress name, because this is easier for me spiritually. So- Hattie, I'm still <laughs> shook. That's hilarious. And it's Hattie Mae now because I didn't, I can't help it. Hattie Mae, Miss Hattie Mae, <laughs> Hattie Mae Show. We get to the most recent in the series, which is F9, Fast Nine, the Fast Saga. Because they, they don't have a naming. That's another thing about this <laughs> franchise. <laughs> There's not a consistent naming convention. They just like we're gonna name it whatever it is. As long as you know Fast is involved, you got it. You get the point. Mm-hmm. So this is F9. Now F9. 
the audience score is 82%, which is higher than I would have thought. But I think the critic score on this one, let me see, 59%. It's not great. It's it's rotten, according to critics. <laughs> um, but all the first four are rotten, according to critics. True. So I find it interesting that this is the first one, at, you know, from five that is rotten, according to critics. And it's one of those ones where I can see it because... This is another casting situation. (laughs) And it's a very distracting situation. But the whole story hinges on this casting. The Toretto's Italian roots come back to bite. (laughs) So what they want me to believe. So first and foremost, let's start with the fact that like the person, the actor they cast to play Doms and... I forgot his name as well. Oh, his name is Jacob. Whatever. And Jacob with a K. And Jacob with a K, I just discovered on IMDb. (laughs) Jacob. They cast john senna john at this point i have to believe that mia and dom's mom is white like i'm trying so hard they cast john senna as a third revealed toretto so he's related to both to both vin diesel (laughs) okay and jordana brunker he's supposed to be believably related to both of them not even either of them both of them they are all supposed to be related to each other now, I told you in the first for the first movie that I really never saw it for me and Dom. It did not really work, but I was like, maybe that's that Italian, whatever. Jacob, Jacob, who is definitely, he's given like Austrian. He's given like a whole different level of European. He looks like how he looks. Like he does not, he, it's nothing to be done about it. But like he doesn't look nothing like Dom. He doesn't look nothing like Mia, but they're all supposed to relate to each other. None of them look like each they other. They didn't even give my man's a tan or nothing nothing and what's so wild because again with the casting none of the shawls look alike in the slightest not even close the only shawls that kind of look alike like helen marion could believably parent hattie like she could believably be the parent to vanessa curry that's it them the only two that actually make sense i will let you have jason Statham because nobody knows what that man probably looked like like i don't know if he was ever young but if he was (laughs) i don't know what he looked like like maybe but owen that's a strong face. He had, no. Somebody with them kind of jeans, that would have been in all the kids. All the kids would have had them strong faces. That's just one of them things. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a very distinct, again, fast fam, they do not care about casting relatives. They do not care at all. It is something that, that they don't care about. Period. They have never cared about it as it's clear between me and Dom. But they got less and less care about it the further along he got. So, they, Jacob is apparently related to these people when they do so they do like a flashback or like the we see the the origin the actor that plays their father looks like Vin Diesel but he definitely looks Afro-Latino like that's the, as far as I'm concerned a black man that is a black <laughs> man at least like Afro-Latino he could be like dark white I will let you have it I will not fight on it <laughs> but like I cannot believably conceive that he even parented the child that grows up to be John Cena. Because even in that, even when you see them as young kids, he don't look like that's his child. Now, this, they might be saying something about the fact that, like, even if we're not blood, we still family, which they have. But they are not that's, at any point making that's not that what they're thing. doing. They not, never say adopted. They never say nothing. So we are to assume that these are all blood relatives. Yeah. And I, so right there, they already lose you because, like, these people don't look alike at all. Like, they don't look related. <laughs> they don't even have the same energy. I'm pretty sure they are not from the same continents none of them i don't know what the hell is going on and then they really turn it up because they have like queenie helen Mary character it's like oh i met a guy who looked just like you matter of fact you telling me <laughs> <laughs> you gonna try to tell me 
that you saw this random white man who don't look and just thought, hmm, you know who he looked like? Dominic. No, he don't. That's a lie. You're lying. He does not That's look like lie, that. Sis. You're lying. You're fake. And you it, like it's them trying to convince us that they look alike. That's the real issue. Like it's one thing to cast them and we just don't And we don't it. talk about it. It's another all. thing, right, for you to be like, no, they definitely look alike. Like, no, they don't. They absolutely do not look alike. And that's fine. So that takes a lot of the believability. Like it's like it's fast and furious. I know it's not super believable, but that just it it actually does impair my ability to enjoy this film. <laughs> And I cannot stress it enough. Like it does, it like weighs on me. And so, we, like, if I can get out, like, beyond that, which is so hard for me, like, it's a cute little film. They just do too many things that are like, like, you know what they're gonna do at this point. That's another thing, cause family is family, and they are so consistent about it. The problem with that is that we then know what is going to happen when you introduce a family member. Yeah. And so, obviously, it goes the way it goes, and like. Jacob ends up being like, oh, I guess I'm not going to kill my brother and my sister or whatever. Family does what family does. That's fine. Charlize Theron, she don't have, she don't have dreadlocks no more. She got a bowl cut. And I feel That's like that better. would work for now. Not really. <laughs> like it is better, but is it? Because it's a bowl I cut. I don't know. And it's not like a, it's not even like a, like a nice, no, like it feels like it's very much like a bowl, like cut, a like, lampshade bowl cut. It's not given what needs to be gay. It's given mushroom. It's given toad. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. And this is the one where that, like, again, Brian's um absence is extremely. The only reason it's not as bad is because Jacob is Mia's brother, so it would make sense that Jake, like, she would be like, "I want to be there because I want to be my brother." Whatever. The problem is that, <laughs> hey, y'all ain't never talk about this brother. So y'all trying to convince me y'all care about this man, right? Because even if Dom ran Jacob out of the family when they were younger, what? The, why would that should not have affected a, Mia? Like Mia, way. right? Mia and Jacob could have been on a, you know, on a two ways or whatever was happening in two thousand one, still having a relationship. So it's weird because they they really don't make a point to. It establish why they wouldn't have kept in contact or nothing so it's just one of those things like i get that she would be here because that's her brother too but brian gonna be like all right well you go save your brother and i'm just stay here like it just does not make sense for that character it just doesn't because like they really see each other as family to the point where like that's my family too right like Mm -hmm. if you going after your brother i'm going too so the fact that y'all now for two movies are trying to act like he would just be at home with the kids (laughs) is foolish to me and not because i don't think he would take care of the kids because i do think actually that aligns with him as a character like being a father like but it's not when other like not when your baby's mom and wife whatever is out here in these streets fighting international super criminal like that's not what's gonna happen yeah. like, he's definitely not staying home for that the brian's absence the suspension of belief that they ask you to do yeah in, in these movies yeah speaking of suspension of disbelief <laughs> they say fuck science the Always. whole way through this one they don't even try because they have electromagnets which they are using in very fun and creative ways but in ways that would completely be like for example they all have communicators in their ears that they're <laughs> With. they cut on these electromagnets to like get weapons off each, off of people or whatever and then they cut them off or they cut them on and the cars attract bitch you're fucking yo y'all communicators would not still be working like that would be interrupted by the damn electromagnet that's just one of the many ways they misuse and misunderstand electromagnets but we let them have that so they finally bring back sean and bow wow it's fine it's bow wow it's bow wow um it's bow wow period shed shed's there but all of a sudden, they rocket scientists, okay? And you think I'm being funny. You think I'm being sarcastic, and I mean this. They are rocket scientists. Wait, 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 wait. Has his, that's what they, has his name always been Twinkie? Why do I not remember that? Because oh, it's a math, and your mind was like, bow wow. <laughs> it was self-protection, just like Hattie. I, I was like, I can't 
receive that. All right, Twinkie. I absolutely okay. cannot receive that. So Twinkie, who drives a, a, a green Nissan Cube named the Hulk. I believe it was a Cube. I could be wrong. It might have been a Scion or something. The point is, he's a mess. But yeah, so they're rocket scientists. Them and their good homie. I don't know that other man. They are building rockets rocket. on regular ass vehicles. Like they are attaching rockets to cars. I think when we meet them, they're trying to beat a, like a land record. And then they do, but then the car blows up. At some point, somebody's like, "We know, you know, we need to do. We need to disrupt the satellite. Where's the satellite at? Pack your bags, losers. We're going to space. We out you. <laughs> and so they go to Sean and Twinkie. That's the name of the people <laughs> who are being tapped. They're making car rocket ship. Car safe for space travel. They are going to them to get rockets. So that they can go I to mean, space. Where else would you go? Do you know a scientist <laughs> like that? You don't know no scientists. You go they, to they know Mr. Nobody, and nobody apparently know everybody. You got a you got a cousin who makes it on the low for cheap. That's that's what you do. <laughs> I like give the headline of this one is that Han is alive. Han. So that was like when they first dropped that in the promo. I was like, hell. <laughs> but also I was like how the hell he didn't blow up cause blowing up is a tricky one that's a very hard one to come away from but they tried to explain away like it was some a whole like elaborate Looney Tunes hologram I don't even know was it like a hologram like it actually blew up but he wasn't driving it he was the hologram inside of the car the car actually did blow up I'm like fine <laughs> we'll take it right cause I want him to be alive and I don't even care no more I don't care about science Clearly, y'all are like operating from a whole. <laughs> you don't care level. about science, and neither do they. So, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> and so he's alive, and he like so he like saved um, this little girl because her her dad or her family invented something or whatever. She was the key, and so he like raised this child, which is so cute. Like Daddy Han, oh my goodness, adorable. She's like a badass. She's like throwing hands. She know how to beat people up. So I'm like, of course, Han gonna, he gonna teach her how to throw the paws. Cause of course he ain't gonna have her out here not knowing how to defend herself. So I love that. That was cute. Keep them in the mix. I like that. That was a cute little family dynamic. Even though they did walk her directly to exactly where the trap was set. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> whatever. It's fine because family. <laughs> but yeah, so they go to space. And then the funny part about this, I think the funnier part than them, even the whole concept of them driving a normal car to space. Um, is that they did it. They had Tej and Rome do it. So I'm like, first and foremost, they black. They sacrificed their black friends for this. And I feel like the two people least likely to try to go to space is the ones they sent to space. Exactly. I can buy Tej. Tej is like mad smart and like it's super fucking like inquisitive. So I can see him just like, I want to, I kind of want to know what this is going to be like. But Rome? Yeah, Rome like, would I be like, I wouldn't even want to be in a car with Rome <laughs> in space. <laughs> absolutely not give me somebody else to come up here in space i'm not going to say for wrong period Look his ass. <laughs> because it's wrong all he do is complain and, complain uh, and scream just be yelling and so <laughs> so they go they i mean they they go to space that there's a thing that happens they go to inner space like they go to the um, like the media you know where satellites be at like not super right outer there. space, like in, within orbit, it's but right like there. you know, it's still space. <laughs> and like then, the, like then, the, something happened. Car mess up. Some I forget what it is. But the point is that that like the only way for them to get the satellite down is for them to like kind of self sacrifice and like launch themselves at the satellite. And so yeah. they're like, damn, we gonna do it, bro? He's like, yeah, I guess we gonna do it. We don't know how. I don't know how they are going to be rescued or whatever happens. But I'm like, they definitely ain't about to kill the two black characters in space. You would never hear the end of that. Like, I would not ever 
Like that's just <laughs> that literally like self-sacrificing, like that's crazy. That would never happen. But it's still funny when they do it. Like, like oh damn, they really finna like sacrifice. Then they get picked up like at the end by like a regular space shuttle. Like that just they're like, oh sorry, car in space. Like it's a fun little thing. But I really I would like to see them getting towed. Like if y'all gonna do it, like let me see them towing them back to Earth. And also yes. like are they getting arrested immediately? Because I feel like they would. But is it even illegal? Can they even like, it I mean, might not even be illegal because, think... like, nobody, you can't even make a rule. Yeah, like, niggas aren't trying to blast themselves into space. We're ever, like, oh, we so didn't I'm think trying we to figure to, out. Like, make rules for space travel because we didn't know nobody was going to drive. If anything, I just feel like the government would, like, swoop in and try and steal all the tech and all right. of their plans and stuff. Like, <laughs> but besides this, that, like, right. like, you dummies, <laughs> the hell are y'all doing? Like, why are y'all in space right now? Like, just wow. <laughs> and so that was fun. They did go to space. Um, they also were like, again, the electromagnets were like, from the introduction of the electromagnets, they were just completely ignoring how they would affect communication devices and like cell phones, whatever. So that was fun. That was fun, bad science. And it was a whole lot like the car, like they was on this little armored bus train thing. It was flipping and dipping. It was a whole lot. They really said, well, you know how we do. <laughs> so let's blow up some stuff. Do. Let's tear up some streets. Let's make everybody think we're going to hit them with cars when we're not going to because they're our characters. <laughs> so it was, like, it was fun, but yeah, there was, I think, again, I think we are at the point now where there is no, I mean, I think going to space is, that was maybe the surprising thing. Like, oh, they asked me, like, they asked me to think it's a space. But like, <laughs> story-wise, it was not, they didn't really go anywhere that wasn't obvious. Like, I expected it to go exactly how it went and I expected mm-hmm. every twist and turn. And so it was like, uh. So they are at the point now that they have done so much that they have to really outdo themselves and they didn't with this one. So I think that's why it's not highly rated and not like, it doesn't like hit the same. But it's enjoyable. Like I enjoyed it, but it's also like a mess. But yeah, that casting to me mm-hmm. is distracting in a way that like, it does actually impact me being able to like sit in, in the theater or sit at home and watch it and actually be able to like enjoy it. Because I'm just like, constantly like this don't this don't this does not make sense like it, <laughs> it, it is worse when they do you show the younger version and the dad because i'm like yeah. who is your mama who is y'all's mama like you could literally just not give us backstory and just or keep it moving cast better one time please one, one time one in this whole two. movie <laughs> in this whole 10 movie series do one good piece of casting in terms of like family like these are good cast members i like the idea that they casting people that are good for the roles but i feel mm-hmm. like you still gotta have some kind of like thought about how these characters relate to each other like these are literally relative they look nothing alike i'm tired of it like it's so hard to get into the story when i'm just trying to figure out the logistics of the family makeup and like <laughs> the genetic i guess they say genetic, yeah. genetic science is also science we don't care about but like please do a little bit better they said a found family okay that's my thing like they actually it would be stronger to like actually make it where like these are like their siblings that were like you know half or not even half like married into the family or like adopted because mm-hmm. then that it makes that family missing stronger or your homies that became family but it also gives you a stronger core this is something that is ingrained in them because you know when they were children they were brothers even though they were not related but that's how they were raised mm-hmm. and then that like makes everything better and then you don't have to cast people that make sense because they don't have to be related but when you try to relate them you doing wild stuff it's just rude yeah that's for sure i think thing that's probably the biggest thing about this franchise is they they they, they do not care about science <laughs> in any way shape or form um in any way shape or form are there any of the like ratings like 
I feel like most of them for me are pretty on point, except Too Fast, Too Furious at fifty percent. Like, what are there any that you? Yeah, um, that one and I think um, Tokyo Drift too. I feel like sixty nine is a little bit low. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I just feel like it got that rating because of the time that it came out yep. and the fact that people at that point were like none none of our homies are in there there was no like loyalty like it was a little bit like okay who am i watch like none of the people i came to see are in this which is fair but i'm like Mm -hmm. it doesn't change the fact that it on its own is like a very entertaining movie for me like i would put it in the top okay of the 10 it's a top five for me i haven't thought about it a lot a lot and i haven't watched them all in a series i do want to like have that caveat but i think it's still also like top three i definitely actually think it's top three for me just because I enjoy it so much. Like, it's just always... It's one of those things I put on, like, oh, I'll just watch it for a few minutes while I do something. And then I'll watch the whole movie because I'm like, this is just... I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> so, yeah, that one is... That one is really low. Too Fast and Too Furious is really... Like, 50% is surprisingly low. And you know what? I don't... I'm going to say that it could also be that the audience was not expecting Tyrese. <laughs> And I'm not trying to say what I'm trying to say. But, like, it could have been a hint, like, a smidge of racism. Yeah. I was absolutely about to go there, but you see it. All right. The first one is diverse, but it's still diverse in, like, a fairly beige Like, they are Latino, but they are white Latino. A lot of, like, lighter skin tones. White folks can see themselves in that one, for sure. Whereas, where, like, you have, there's Brian, and there's, like, a black guy two, very you got, black you know not yeah. he's not ambiguous in any way and then you have like ella mendez being like a latina and she's not a like yeah. she's still she's light but she does not like look she's not white bad yeah she's definitely not white passing and even the characters surrounding them because they're like you know in florida and stuff it's more afro latinos and yeah. everybody like even in the background and stuff like that so so same page because i was like i don't want to say it but i think it needs to be said but yeah i do think there was a little bit of uh, less ability for people to find themselves on in that cast and maybe did not um relate to it for those reasons but i think entertainment wise story wise i don't think it's worse than any it's on par but no i actually enjoyed two a lot yeah i would say it's probably in top five for me i, I think so like that's the thing about it it's like i i really do on the whole enjoy the whole series so it's hard for me to like mm-hmm. i haven't thought about it enough to really know what my top is but it's definitely yeah like it's again and it's, it's infinitely rewatchable because it's always funny like it's just like something funny about it and so it's <laughs> one of those things too where like i think of it as like something that i never don't enjoy like there are some things i love but mm-hmm. if i watch it too much i get tired of it and i don't want to watch it again and that's one of the ones where i like every time i put it on or every time i happen to run into it I end up watching it to the end, even if that's not my plan. So it's very similar to Tokyo Drift in that way, where it's like, oh, this is like a kind of a comfort movie. But I don't even think about it like that. Mm-hmm. I, it just always happens. Yeah, I think people were hating. Because <laughs> I do find it interesting that, like, these are the ones that are the most not... The lowest scores <sighs> are the ones with more brown people up front. Yeah. <laughs> but I do agree with Fast and Furious being 67% because we could not even mm-hmm. remember it. Like, we had to <laughs> really sit here and... <laughs> we really had to jump to go look. So it's not memorable. And that is... But also, I think it was just at that mm-hmm. point of, like, y'all bringing people back. And, like, it felt... I think, to it, just we probably asked the audience, we're like, this is just them trying 
trying to capitalize on that, like that people want to see fashion. Yeah. Not giving a story that feels like the rest of them. And like we said, it took them until like movie six or seven to go back and kind of fix the timeline too. So it was a lot of what the hell's going on here. <laughs> but yeah, five is when they obviously was like, it's time. We got the rock out here. We've been, we about to show these people what's good. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Tim because Dwayne The Rock Johnson said he is not going to be returning because him and the good homie Ben Diesel do not get along. Honestly, Dwayne Dwayne will come if they cut the check. Is really I feel like that man is all about the bread and the butter and <laughs> chasing the bag. And I think he would work in the franchise again. Like they wanted to make another Hobbs and Shaw, but I think he does not want to work with Ben. That is my, based on like what their interactions in public have been, I just feel like he's like, the check ain't worth the potential case that one or both of us gonna catch because I'm gonna swing on them in earnest. Like it's gonna be a real <laughs> fight. Swing on this right, thing. like it ain't gonna be choreographed. <laughs> I'm gonna knock him out. I would be, it would be funny to watch, but I definitely would rather them have a movie that, you know, you want them to like really just not have, I don't want drama. I want them to like, I want it to be a fun movie for them to film. So it's a fun movie for me to watch. I do not want to watch drama play out on screen because that stuff does a lot of times for <laughs> over and i just want that last one to be like i wanted to feel like i guess how fast five felt like oh shit everybody here the energy mm-hmm. is fresh like f9 was like it was pretty good but it wasn't like it didn't have that same oomph we need y'all to yeah. take it where you need to take it for fast 10 but also i guess deckard shaw can have one right because he didn't actually blow up huh but he thought he did and that's my point he was okay living in this world <laughs> he was believing that he, that was the goal so he still ain't <laughs> like he, he saved the baby so i'm gonna let him have it but he thought he killed Han, so he still ain't shit that's that on that so we gotta talk about it before we're like what do you think about like time travel is the only thing left they have to conquer and i kind of really yeah. want them to do that honestly like i feel like the way that they go about science they they would do it and not really care what do you think or hope 10 i absolutely believe that they're about to make these cars time travel like i don't care how they do it but i want to see it i just feel like however many tickets i have to purchase to make that happen let's do it that would be so funny i, I mean if they have to go into a museum and find the delorean from back to the future and do it that way let's go <laughs> Because I can absolutely see them doing something like that. Like going into a museum and Rome seeing the damn DeLorean from Back to the Future and hopping in that thing and it working. That would be funny. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like they, <laughs> like you can only one up space so much. Like, yeah, you can go further into space. They didn't go super far outside of the atmosphere. So they could go further into mm-hmm. space. But I think in terms of how the levels of one uppery that they are constantly trying to do, there are two places they can go. They can go through time or they could go deep deep into the ocean which is like they did a submarine but they were like surface level it was a submarine but like actually like a height at the like somebody has a filling layer 10 miles underwater is like the only other thing that would be like wild as hell because it's like they they have a very specific skill set when it comes to cars so it's like are they gonna put the cars in like bubbles and draw like how are they gonna do it so like <laughs> but the, like they're both equally plausible in my mind because of the series being how it is but i feel like time travel would also be hilarious in terms of like how that timeline currently exists anyway because they had to make so many like retcons to make it fit and that could be a way to like mm-hmm. like oh how do we do this how do we do that like it might be like yeah, oh like- mr nobody saved han because he actually went back in time han actually did die. like stuff like that it's just like interesting things so that would be fun yeah and that's why lucas black is like 80 years old now they better so. just go ahead Let's and like go. spring for that de-aging if they're gonna be going back for real, like, for, all, for most of them, but especially that one, like, bruh, that man, 
He's, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lucas Black. I'm sorry. Because I actually like Lucas Black. He's sorry like, to this man. I enjoy him, but he looks old as shit. But he's aged like yogurt. It makes me think he okay. might be racist. Because I feel like ain't no reason for you to age that bad unless you got like, hate <laughs> in your heart, honestly. But hey, I'm a, I'm a, oh I, I'm just saying, a lot of times these things correlate. You're not wrong. I'm saying. I'm not saying always. I'm saying enough times <laughs> where I have my guard up. Best or worst, like either a moment or a scene or a line from any of the films. I think we said my favorite line already. Ejecto Cito, because that's just chef's kiss. He said Ejecto Cito, and I, and the worst moment for me was absolutely that flying across the interstate thing. Like I, <laughs> I had to suspend my belief so much that I like I don't even. Oh my god! Like I wasn't sure I was gonna make it through the rest of the movies. I really wasn't. I I thought this is I thought this is the end for me. This no, is where I get off. Like, out of body experience, like oh my goodness, like this is where I get off. I I don't think I I'm, I'm gonna be here for the rest of these. I also like ejecto sudoka because it's funny and I use it. It's the line, it's the delivery, and I think my least favorite is literally Queenie telling Don like, <laughs> oh I saw you know I met this guy that looks just like you. Cause like no you the fuck did not. You absolutely did not. And I don't appreciate y'all trying to play in my face and act like we can't see with our own eyes that they don't look nothing alike. Don't do it. It's the way that Vin Diesel looks so much like himself that nobody looks like him. Even his own damn twin doesn't look like him. Like, please. You could just say, like, he got the same energy or something like that. I would have let y'all have it. Like, oh, I met a guy who just, y'all got a similar kind of energy. I would have like, that makes sense. I could see. They both big. They both carry themselves. Right. Whatever. Do they look alike? Absolutely not. So that was my part. I was like, because now they're trying to lie to me. I don't like being, they trying to gaslight me to believe in that this man look like this other man. He don't. That gift of Viola picking up her purse and walking out of the room. Cause like, that's... oh, I'm out of here. Y'all playing too much. <laughs> now y'all doing too much. This is our first episode, which we did not say at the top, but it is. We're doing like a little bit of a ranking. This is going to be freestyle. We're going to tighten this up in later episodes. But right now, we're just kind of going to have a little, like, a few categories. And so we're going to see where the fast films land on, we call it the mess meter for now. It might change. And we're using a scale of one to five. Five being the highest, one being the lowest. And for this episode, we're judging on, so like, we're going to judge the whole series as one. So it might kind of got to average it out for ourselves, however we want to do that, because there's so many movies. But it's the same cast for a large part of it, so things apply. And so the mm-hmm. criteria this episode is, so we're going to go with like the cast attractiveness, which we're going to say is the whole lead cast, which is a lot of people. So like some people are caring for mm-hmm. the whole team. <laughs> and then some people are like, you know, kind of knocking it down. So we're going to do like, so from one to five cast attractiveness for the whole Fast and Furious franchise, what do you rank? I'm going to give them a four point. Oh, damn. I was about to be me with it. Hold yeah. on. Because- Cause you know what? I, like I was see, I was factoring in these shawls, and that's the problem. But I have decided not to do that. And you know what? Here's the thing about it: I don't even find them unattractive. I just hate them, and so that's not fair. So you're right; they are definitely higher up. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take a little. I'm gonna just make it a nice round four because some of these folks. Okay. You know what? No, that's not even fair. That's a some lie them, because. Yeah. I do find everybody quite attractive, actually, on the whole. But, like, John Cena does hurt the score for me. Yeah. There's, like, three three people that are like, mm, okay. 
I'm going to go 4.5. 4.5 and 4.8. I got to write this down. because I'm going to have to do the math, which I don't know how to do. So, And I'm going to make y'all sit here. Listen to me do the math. It's the funny part about it. So the criteria here is I put scientific unsoundness. But what it is basically is like how ludicrous and how wild the stunts are. And so one being like dang shit and five being like wild as hell. Scientific unsoundness. I'm going to give him a six, bro. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Point two because they see the thing is like they were actually up until about five mm-hmm. they were keeping it pretty like within the realm of realism but now there's 10 films it was so out of pocket in the bottom half that like i cannot and i love it i love it for me the first time they did it right when they start you know jumping across the bridge and all that that was very jarring and i'm like oh yeah but then once, <laughs> we, oh, once we they did suspend belief, that's when it became amazing and awesome and hilarious. When they first did it, we were like, this is this is a lot happening here. But now we are so used to it that like, if you do something that makes sense scientifically, I'm confused actually, <laughs> because that's too logical. So the next one is just hilarity. So how funny it is, intentionally or otherwise. One being like not funny at all. Five being like extremely funny. What do you rank? And it's all of them. So that means mm-hmm. like two is probably carrying a lot. But overall. Yeah, overall I'd probably give it like a three because they're not really that funny but the ones that are are very funny see i give it a four but the reason why i specifically said intentionally or otherwise true. because a lot of it is funny that is not intended to be funny but i find <laughs> hysterical and so just like the like those casting choices so when they when they say things to support those casting choices or when they say certain lines it's funny because of the context of like oh this oh okay y'all thought y'all did that so it's funny to me like i chuckle but it's not written to be funny. It's not a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. But I also had to give that extra point because of the fact that like I stay laughing. <laughs> now, am I supposed to be laughing in this moment? Probably not. And then finally for this one, we're going to do earnestness, how sincere they are. Mm-hmm. And like one being like, it seems very like, you know, insincere and five being like very earnest. Um, Or because a lot of times they really do seem like they believe that they are in this in this world <laughs> with their friends because yeah. they are friends to a certain extent and even the beef seems real so yeah it is yeah i was saying four too i think these movies take themselves seriously very in a way that like i don't think you would think if like if you are not a fan of these movies and you don't watch them you don't realize that but i think as the person that watches them like they are making these movies genuinely like in a way that somebody is making like a nolan fan or like the way somebody is making like a war drama mm-hmm. like for them these are like they are genuinely forming with that like earnestly but like obviously there's levels to it because they also know there's a meta to it like they know that these are kind of ridiculous and like ludicrous so i think they lean into the fun parts especially once Hobbs got involved they kind of went you know bigger so like they were still being earnest i don't think that it changed i just think that obviously the scope changed so it made it where they were a little more winky winky mm-hmm. making fun of the fact that they are the kind of movies they are and so yeah so i would say the same for earnestness Baby, I'm about to do some math. Now y'all just gonna have to hold mm-hmm. on. I'll cut it because it's probably gonna be like eight minutes because I don't know now. <laughs> Get your so We're gonna do it. Ready. We're gonna do it. Okay, so I'm gonna do this. I'm doing this with a pen and paper, child. We're taking this old school. Oops. Yeah. Mathematics. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I just the fact that I really don't know math. And also I don't know how to average. That's the problem. I forgot how to average. No, we're doing this live. I'm not, because I'll, I'll just like cut back and like cut it in there. Like, no, we're going to do it. We're going <laughs> to do it. We're doing it live. It's happening. Don't you fret. Don't you fret. I'm going to get it. Oh, can we? Oh, we did over. See, that's already messing up because we both Uh-oh. gave it higher than five. 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. I think I got I think I know what I'm doing. I think I got it. I think I got it. So it's fine. It's going to be fine. Also, like, I'm using my <laughs> iPhone to do the actual calculations. And it's not as good as the Android phone. Because Android lets me just type things a little bit simpler without having to do all this. Okay. I don't know what this means as an average, but... The score is 37.5 out of 40. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to, what that means. <laughs> like, percent-wise. Whatever. It's fine. It's That's fine. the score. I'm gonna, once I figure out the math, we'll all add it to, like, the notes when we drop this episode. Thank you for listening to That Shit We Do Like. I'm Nicole. And I'm Bianca. Okay, fam, you made it to the end of the episode. We see you. And hey, we weren't just talking to each other. We were talking to y'all. We want to hear from you. Do you agree with us? Which movie is your favorite in the franchise? Hit us up at TSWDLPod on the bird, the same handle on the gram, and if you like the ghetto, like we know some of y'all do. You can also hit us up on Facebook. All right, see you next episode. Peace.